Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey girl. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm in the kitchen and I'm whispering today because I have a <laughs> house full of sleeping people. <laughs> well, tell them to get their asses up. You've got work to do. I know. It's, it's Saturday morning and it's, come on. They're having a lay-in. Yeah. So why have you got a house full of sleeping people? Well, it was my birthday yesterday. And I had a big rager last night. Tell us about it. I got your invitation. It was so sweet. You basically hosted a salon at your house. (laughs) Yes. I basically hosted a poetry salon. Yeah. Yeah. It was... um, Everybody was really annoyed that they had to bring poetry. Because on your invitation, what did it say? Bring your favorite poem to read or what? Yeah, I said bring a couple poems. And people were like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) I said, what do you mean? What do I mean? Why are you so confused? They said, who the fuck reads poetry? (laughs) I said, what? Poetry is all I want on my birthday and I shall have it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So it was wonderful. And... And uh, you know, we all sat around in a in a <laughs> in a circle. And once everybody got nice and tipsy, they really opened up. My mom even sang a song. Oh, she did it! Was so sweet. That is so sweet. I love yeah, it. And um, so you had a good birthday. I had a great birthday. Yeah, it was an interesting one. Hey. It was a really interesting day. Lot of, I moved. What do you I mean? Moved through a lot of different emotions. Because you know, birthdays always bring up like, yeah, sad and happy things, and make you think about where you're at and where you're going next. Mm. And and then my dad called me, which really threw me for a loop. And oh my god, I was going to ask if he reached yeah, out. Yeah, he sent me this disgustingly huge, obscenely huge orchid plant (laughs) in the morning, and they're gorgeous. They're like three feet tall and just take up the whole living room. Great. Put them on the piano. I did, Annabelle. That's exactly where I put them. And then um, I texted him and thanked him, and then he called me, and we had a conversation for the first time in a while. And it was really great um it taught me a lot just about expectations and accepting people for where they're at and what they can you know who who they are and what they have to give Mm. and and just existing in um loving people instead of always being upset that you're not getting more or that they're not like what you think they should be and it's a tricky thing we all struggle with, I know, but that was really great to have that conversation with him, and I'm a little sick this morning. 
you look like you're swaying. I am. I'm like, you know, when you're sick and your you, your foot, you like your foot is going or you're rocking back and forth. Yes. Are you gonna throw up on the pod? Well, I already did, so I think <laughs> I'm safe for like an hour. <laughs> Just don't drink or eat anything while we record and you'll be fine. But it was because, like I was telling you earlier, I went to hot yoga where I sweat and that dehydrates you. And then I got a massage and this massage was the wildest thing I've ever had. This bitch had me in like Cirque du Soleil poses. (laughs) Like, (laughs) she... She's all, okay, now I'm going to bend your arms back and your legs at the same time. I'm not joking, honestly. And like a couple no, of times I, I was it's like, what, do, was it Thai? <laughs> was it? Yeah. yeah it was Thai. Yeah. At one point, this woman was crouched on my chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like looking me in the eyes. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Why is this the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me? <laughs> she was crouched on me on oh all fours, God. like digging in to my, I don't even know where these muscles were. It was amazing. So, Like in your chest? Yes. I always find that like, because obviously we don't really like, these muscles don't get touched no. really. If you go to like a, in an aggressive no, way. if you go to a regular massage, they'll do the typical, you know, arms, legs, and back and neck. But this woman was getting into like my <laughs> sides and my armpits. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. The, the Thai places are my absolute fav- favorite spots to go to in LA for that reason. I loved it. Because I feel like, I mean, it's like an ancient technique. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like, these motherfuckers have been doing this for thousands of years. They know what they're doing. So when they bend you in that way, I sort of just go with it because I think they've been Me doing too. this for a long time. And at one point I thought, I bet she's never opened a book or learned a single official lesson about how to massage. But I'm going to go with it because... <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder that too. Do you think that they... I mean, don't they have to have a license? Yeah, I mean, I I know nothing about it, so I can't say. But I don't know. It was the way she was touching me was so intuitive, and at one I think so at too. one point she sat under me and she <laughs> and she put my legs over her lap and she started massaging down my legs, but so softly, like she went from like yeah. cracking me in half with my limbs mm-hmm. to sitting there and barely touching me, but she was going down these like energy lines in my legs and I started crying wow into the table and I thought this is so crazy she's I don't know what she's doing but it's so much more than like opening a book and learning how to rub a certain muscle mm. it was about energy it was she was really tapping into something and and I thought I bet she's never officially learned anything <laughs> it's just been passed down through generations probably yeah I mean, as far as that, like, energetic stuff, I think in, like, Eastern medicine, they are much more in tune with energy and they are much more kind of... They do learn that stuff in a way that we would never in the West learn it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it's, like, as important as the other stuff to them. So they just have that... That we just... It's not a part of our conversation. It's not a part of our dialogue. 
it's not a part of the way we like physically interact with each other but i've had the same experience in in a time massage specifically where they'll like press in a certain place and i'm just blobbing i couldn't believe it so you got tortured on your birthday tortured yourself with a hot yoga and then you had a little instead of a happy ending (laughs) you had a sad ending (laughs) i had a confused ending it was great and you know i i think that birthdays should be about like taking care of your body thanking your body and yourself and love that and so i always try to get a massage on my birthday and and do a little I love do that. a little something for my mind and my brain and my soul and my my body and uh yeah the <coughs> the drinking last night i could have done without but here we are. The reason that we are... You made it. Yeah, the reason we're doing these wacky doodle hours today on in L.A. is because you've safely made it to England. I made it. And you're coming I'm to here. us live from a little cottage <sighs> in the country. Yeah, I am having... You know how we talked about the holiday last week? Yeah. The film. Yeah. So... As I've mentioned to you via text message, but we've not had a natural conversation about it. The day before, (laughs) the morning before I got my plane, um, my sister sent me a text message telling me that everyone in the house had COVID and (laughs) and the neighbors. So um, I just had to immediately like book somewhere else to stay because I can't go home. So I had to book a taxi. I had to find somewhere to stay and I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be like stranded for two weeks. Because when I, when I say I live in the country, like I am in the motherfucking yeah. country, like there isn't shit here. So somehow by some twist of fate, by just magic, there was a cottage in my village wow. that is so beautiful. I'm in it right now. You would, I just, like, every day I walk around and I look at little details in it and, like, Lucy would spaz if she was there. You would love this place so much. It's 18th century. The whole building is, like, tilting inward like this. Everything's, like, higgledy-piggledy. The first night we got here, I'm a real freak. I have to have spaces the way that I like them. So I very frequently, when I'm in an Airbnb, rearrange things. (laughs) Because, <laughs> because I just can't, like, it has to be, I'm going to look at it for a right. week and be in it for a week. And I just need things to, like, look a certain way and flow a certain way. Mm. I put it back when I leave, apart from sometimes there are things that I think, like, look better. So I'm just, it's a gentle suggestion to the host. <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> this chair. <laughs> Maybe like this chair should be here yeah. instead. So sometimes I leave, I'll I'll leave things like that. Um, but I was like, why is my bedside table like falling forward? And then when I was in the living room, I just noticed that the ceiling was just like this in the middle because Bowed it's fucking three hundred years old. And I was just like, oh, that's why the the bedside table. That's why the um, everything on my bedside table is sliding off of it. It's amazing. Um, but it's just like magic. So bless my poor family. They've all got COVID-19. They're locked up in their sick house. God. Um, and 
I'm just so lucky that this cottage was available. When I tell you there's never anything available in the village, there never is. So the fact that this place was available, the fact that it literally is like the cottage from the holiday. It's just so funny that we were talking about it. And then here I am in the situation. <laughs> and I first got here, I was like, fuck, shit, it's fucking is cold it in here. And I'm like trying to figure... Oh, yeah. I mean, I figured out how to turn the little heaters on and like the wood burner and all that stuff now. But it was like that. I was just like, fuck, shit. <laughs> I like, had like my socks on my scarf. I was literally bundled up. Just like, this is actually, I'm in that film. Like, this is crazy. Um, and it's been really nice. I mean, my family dropped around groceries and just oh, left them did. on the doorstep. I was going to say, have you seen them, like, through a window or? So Josh and Phoenix don't have it. They're the only two that don't have it. Everyone else in the house has got it and the neighbors have got it. So they've been able to keep working and keep testing obviously and stay away from everyone who's isolating in their rooms and then they brought groceries over they drove by and it was so nice Aww. i got to see them and the dogs but like it was so strange not to be able to go near them yeah. um so it was like really awkward in the sense that like i it was like i couldn't i didn't know how to interact because yeah. I couldn't like hug them and I couldn't given everything and the amount of time that I've been away it's really weird to see them in that context and not hug each other and not like the dogs like excitedly like trying to get to me and I'm like ah. yeah <laughs> oh, man, strange um, thing. it's so strange um so everyone's okay everyone's recovering um I'm having my the holiday experience, um, hunky man included. Yes, I was gonna say, you're, uh, <laughs> you know, got a hunky man to keep you warm over there. <laughs> um, my friend was texting me the other night and she was like, All you need now is a Jude Law type to knock on the door. And I was like, Well, <laughs> I, I may have brought one with me actually. Like I brought one um, in my carry on. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Um, so that's been nice. It's been nice. I'm actually, especially now that things have worked out how they have, I'm so glad that I pressured Alec to come with me. Yeah. Because can you imagine? I would have been oh God, in this place on my own. I would have been horrible. Haunted cottage. I would have been scared. I know. This shit, like, definitely. If I was alone, I feel like they would have pounced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can hear... Every time I hear a noise, I'm like... <laughs> Hello? You Don't do this to me! <laughs> did you hear that banging before we started recording? Yeah, I did. What is it? Yeah. Is it your neighbors or is it I, like... I mean, it might have been the neighbors. The thing about these places is like, the walls are like... The walls thick. in England are so thin. No, in these old places, they're like this thick. You think they're thick? The walls be between the houses, yeah really thick oh yeah because we're in like a cottage that's like we're in like a um there's two of us attached to each other right so there's like a big cottage next to us and then we're in a tiny cottage and our walls touch but you cannot hear anything mm. the noise is completely like dead okay. in here because i've been in a lot of english houses where the walls are so thin and you can hear people whispering in the next room but that's probably just because english people like to spy 
They're very nosy. We're so nosy. <laughs> I mean, the neighbor came out earlier. She ran out of her house to talk to us. Oh, yeah. The neighbors will she chase like, you down. Yeah, she chased us down. She was like, hello. I was like, oh, hello. Because it's funny, in a village, people are very insular. Yeah, and exactly. When you're an outsider, you're you're a fucking outsider. Exactly. They want to know um, everything. And, oh, they want to know everything if they don't already right, right, know yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you're, and it will always be split. Like, I'm sure half the village think that the fact that this lady's doing an Airbnb is great. And I'm sure half of them think it's it's absolutely unacceptable sure. to bring, you know, who, who knows who could come traipsing through our village. That sounds like a romantic you know. comedy right there. Uh, there you go. Um, so she comes running out and talking to us and telling us everything. And she was like, where have you come from? And I was like, well, actually, I grew up here. I just, uh, and then I told her the story. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, that happened to us last weekend. We meant to go to Sweden. Um, and then she told me that she had her vaccine and then had a heart attack. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> what, like two days and later, she's like, you said? Two days later, and then she was like, yeah, yeah, d- I'm going to get the other one. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Two days after the vaccine, yeah. she had a full-on heart attack. Yeah. And, she, and she's going to get the booster. Well, she has to. She's old. Wow. She has to do the blood thinners, which will counteract the effects of the vaccine. Oh, my God. I know. Scary. But she seemed fine. Jesus. She seemed fine, but she was. Ju- I was just like, was it like a big heart attack? And she's like, big enough that I couldn't, that I had to go to hospital and couldn't walk around. And she's like a hike. She told us so much about her life. <laughs> she's a hiker. And she was like, all I could do was walk around the churchyard like twice. And then I was done. I was like, fucking hell. Oh, that's savage. God. I know. So how does it feel? Like- I know so much about her already. It's amazing. <laughs> right. We go way back at this point. Her husband came over. She's like, this is my husband. I thought it was a guy like moving logs around or something, like a log man. She's like, this is my husband. And he was like, oh, Caroline, you're not telling everyone your life story again, are you? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, mate, I know everything. I know that you're getting your booster shot at 3 p.m. today. Oh <laughs> Fucking Caroline. so yeah I know it's great it's it feels so I feel like my cells have relaxed for the first time in a long time to be in your home country having a cup of tea in your own world over there how does it feel how was the flight was it emotional did it did you think of things did you have fun I didn't I didn't I felt The fight was good, and it was really bumpy, but I just made myself go to sleep and tried to sleep through it as much as I could. I didn't feel emotional. I felt really steady. Mm. And when I woke up the morning of the flight, I was I couldn't believe how steady I felt. Um, but I think it's because I was very prepared. I gave myself a lot of time. I did all of the work, you know, beforehand mm. to make sure that I was doing everything in the right way. Um and then, I don't know, I know I keep saying this over and over again and it's so boring, but 
in a way, it's like I never left. Like, I've been here the whole time. And then in this other way, it's like I'm seeing everything. It's like my soul is, like, clicked back into place. Mm -hmm. But my eyes are seeing everything for the first time. I've walked through this village so many times. I grew up here. I've been to the shop a million times. I've been to the church a million times. This is where I'm from. But it's like everything just feels brand new. Mm -hmm. And it's such a lovely way to experience it. Oh, good. It's like, just, it feels like really magical because it all feels like I've never seen it before oh, or something, great. even though I'm like, I don't know. It's so, it sounds silly probably, but. No, it doesn't. It's, um, it's what you were saying about having a near-death experience. You see every, you, it's like being reborn. And that's what you're mm. feeling is, like you said, your, your mm. body knows the, it knows the place by heart but you are now seeing it in this fresh way and that's mm. really exciting it's so nice it's so nice it's so like just going we can't go anywhere or do anything because you have to isolate for two days mm. and then I have to isolate for five days there's no one here <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not near anyone there's no one fucking here um, it's just like so beautiful, so nice, <sighs> so cold, and like it's just gorgeous. I'm so jealous. <sighs> really, really gorgeous. Wow. Mm. I'm loving it. Good. I'm just like so happy, so content. Good. Um, and I don't know. There's a little place for that's for rent down the road, and I'm sort of oh eyeing my it, God, like. Annabelle. I know, it's bad, isn't it? Now that I'm back, I'm just like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, hello from foggy, cold Los Angeles. Yeah, we checked the weather this morning where you guys are, and it's like looked like it was really foggy. It's really foggy. <laughs> it was foggy when we left. I was like, is that smog? It's both, it's isn't both. it? It's fog and smog. Yeah. It's both. It's called haze. <laughs> it's called lung cancer. Yeah, oh my God. I know. I'm sure you're noticing a difference in the air quality. Oh my God, completely. It's so lovely out here. I mean, but I'm in Santa Barbara where the air is pretty. That's true. Nice anyway, so. Yeah. But yeah, it is so good to be back. Good. I I can't wait to get out of isolation so I can like go and do things. How's your jet lag into, there? Like, <laughs> shops and stuff. Oh my god, the first day was awful. I slept for two hours. I went to bed at eleven and woke up at one. <laughs> that was it. It's not not funny. Um, that was it. And then I I think I fell asleep a bit in the morning. I slept from like six till something in the morning again. But I was just lying there. I was like, I'm not. This isn't gonna. I'm not going to fall asleep again. So, And then last night was okay. Also, I took some sleeping tablets, some valerian root, because I was just like, I'm tired, but I don't want to risk it. Yeah. I get sketched out when I don't sleep, because that's one of the things that happened to me when I had my mental breakdown, was like, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so now, when I can't sleep, I'm like, oh my God, am I having another nubby bee? Even though I know it's not that. Well. <laughs> It just puts me there mentally, and I don't want to be there. It can be a domino effect. Got to get sleep. Exactly. I say going on three hours of sleep right now. 
Should we do some listener? F- Wait, oh shit, I did it. We always jump the news. Should we do some news? Yeah. Um, now I have right. a surprise. There is in the works a jingle coming for our news segment. Oh, brilliant. It's not quite done yet, but I think the listeners are going to be quite pleased, and you, because... Oh, God, I can't wait. That sounds amazing. Right, I'll pull up my news to complete shit. <laughs> oh, this is blinding. So, did you know that Matthew McConaughey was running for governor? Right, so are we skipping the intro completely? Oh, sorry. <laughs> It's not world news. It's not important news. It's it's Lucy Lucy and Abel. See, when we did it in person, it was completely fine. It's because it's because of the of this situation. It's because we're halfway around the world from each other. Okay, I think I need to turn the light on. Hold on. What do you got for us, Annabelle? Talking to myself over here. I mean, it's backlit, but it's certainly better than nothing. What do you got for us, Annabelle Jones? So, did you know that Matthew McConaughey was running for governor of Texas? I did know that, yes. Do tell. Well, he's decided not to now. Um, Because he was getting so many votes that it was splitting the Democratic vote. And... He said that he will not run for Texas governor anymore, removing a potential obstacle from the path of Beto O'Rourke, the former Democratic congressman and candidate for Senate and president, now seeking to defeat the Republican Greg Abbott. So (laughs) the reason that this is news to me is because, first of all, I fancy Matthew McConaughey. That was what initially <laughs> I mean, initially let's start with me. that. I think we can let's all agree. That. That's what initially got me interested in this news article. He's sexy, and I have long said that I think that the best way to defeat the Republicans, sorry to any Republicans out there, is to beat them at their own game. If you're going to throw, like, waxy sort of, dolly-looking men and celebrities in, into the race, we need to do the same thing as Democrats. Mm. And that's why um, I think, like, uh, what's his name? The guy from Shark Tank. I don't know. I should watch Shark Tank. I hear it's amazing, but I've never seen it. Babe, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, Ryan and I used to talk about this. Mm. We both agree that the next presidential Democratic candidate should be somebody like... I've just looked at his name and it's gone from my head again. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys on Shark Tank. People love him. He's rich. He's successful. He's connected. If Trump can be the president, why can't Mark Cuban? So I think that mm. the best way to defeat these people is to play them at their own game. But the Democrats just keep playing the same stupid shitty outdated game again and again and again so <laughs> that's why it's stale and dusty and we keep getting the same result again and again and again i think matthew mcconaughey 
running for governor is completely insane, obviously, but it's all gone completely insane. It was going so well for him that the Democratic Party have clearly gone to him and said, please stop. It seems like those wouldn't be his real reasons for pulling out. Do you think it's a cover for his real reasons, or do you think it's... No, I think that it's... I think that this is historically what the Democratic Party do. They remove obstacles because the person they want to be in there is the person they want to be in there. And if anyone comes in and shakes that up, they're removed. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we know this happens all the time. So I just think it's interesting that there was potential in Texas for something new. And we've just gone back to the old two-party thing. Mm. For a second there, we could have changed it up. And I don't know why we keep doing that in America again and again and again and again. Mm. Like, it doesn't have to just be two parties. I was talking about this yesterday, how limiting that is and how limited we are as humans. And I'm reading a book right now called Journey of Souls. And it's this psychologist doctor who's interviewed a lot of people under hypnosis about what happens to us in between lives and every spirit every you just hear people talk about the spirit world and say over and over again how limited we are in the human in the human form Mm. everything is so limited and finite and linear and i and i said to will look at our parties in in um politics it's Mm. either this or that how are you telling me that for all that we are as humans we're going to narrow ourselves down Mm -hmm. to one or the other it's crazy yeah yeah it's crazy and it's not just an american problem it's become a problem here as well yeah you know we had jeremy corbyn leading the labor party and they took him out and they replaced him with some fucking waxy looking motherfucker keir starmer like I don't know. It's just they keep taking our options away from us every time there's a chance for something that might be new and different. Mm-hmm. They they don't want that. Mm, yeah. Well. Well. I would have. <laughs> and I think that that's a very democratic. I think that's a very liberal, lib dem whatever you want to call them. Way, like modality to be in. Something I've noticed since being here is almost like. American liberals have become conservative and here conservatives are what the liberals are there. Exactly, yeah, it's the opposite, isn't it? It's not to say that the conservatives here are liberals, it's to say (laughs) that the liberals have become... Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) I do. It's confusing for me at this moment, but yes, I get it. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. You just see the options taken away all the time. And um, I would have voted for Matthew McConaughey. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, but now you just now can't. I can. so. And also you're not in Texas, so don't worry about it. Exactly. Maybe if he came here to they California, need... he'd have better luck. Exactly. Oh, my God, he'd be golden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a crazy world. I'm never voting again. I, vote... I already told you that. I'm never voting what again. What if Mark 
What if Mark Cuban runs for Democratic candidate? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my news. Because he's sexy, and I think it's interesting that that he was that he removed himself or removed himself in vertical. It's interesting. I know when I read it in the news, I thought I would love to ask him what the hell is really going on. <laughs> I don't think you really need to. I hear his book is amazing. People love the book he wrote recently. I've heard that he and his wife have an open marriage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hoping to bump into him yeah, one of these days. Yeah, I was going to say, you know. <laughs> I have to plan a little road trip to Texas. What is that you're Doesn't holding? Doesn't he live in Hawaii? Oh, I don't know. Probably owns his own island. Is that a French fry you're holding and sniffing? Oh, I wish. It's some Paolo Santo oh, wood. Oh, yes. I burned it when we got here to get rid of any situations. Bad spirits <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> well, my, my news. Um, yeah, go on, hit us with your news. Is in honor of you going to England this week. The headline mm-hmm. says. An English teenager discovers a hoard of 3,300-year-old axes and becomes a metal-detecting celebrity. Wow. She's 13 years old. Her name is Millie Hardwick from Suffolk, and she is now a rising star among UK's passionate detectorist community. She found a buried hoard of 65 objects, many of which are bronze axes. Uh, she was out in the backyard <laughs> and called for her. Oh, my God. They were in her own backyard. Yes, she called for her dad. Oh. She said she didn't know what she was getting. It was her third time trying her hand at a metal detector. And she, Plus. she got a signal, and then she got her dad, and they started digging. And they found 65 things that date from around 1300 B.C., Oh um, my God. She took the day off from school to finish the job because it took a long time, obviously. And what made me laugh when I heard this was imagine how pissed other people are who have been out there for years. You know, people like <laughs> people who are educated and have devoted their life to this search. <laughs> and then this little 13 year old bitch is going to come along her third time. And just nail it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, good for her. I love it. <laughs> oh, this is nice. She says any money that she receives from this, she's going to split it with the landowner. That's very nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, she probably has she to. Should, There's really. probably a law in place where you have yeah. to split it with <laughs> your, the owner. She should. We found... Um, at my mom's house, we found stuff in the... I'm so sorry. <laughs> we found stuff in the um, field at my mom's house. We actually found, like, a diamond and sapphire ring. Wow, really? Like, a really old, like, antique, ancient ring. Where is it now? Yeah. My sister has it. I think she got it, like, re... Whatever. I was going to say, did you give it to your landlord? No, because we own the property. I know. (laughs) 
That's amazing. I know. Um, it's my dream to find something like that. I feel like it always happens to everyone else. Yeah, like little 13-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. That's one of those things where you're like, oh, I wish that would happen to me. I know. It's so exciting. I used to love digging around in the vegetable patch because there was always like, it was the only bit of land in our garden that was like regularly kind of turned over. Mm-hmm. So there was always things popping up in there and there was always bits of like old Victorian plates and bits and bobs. Mm, God, I love and it. And that was just like, I would collect them and be like, I'm an archaeologist, you know. It's my dream job. God, it's that's my dream job. now. I watch so many excavation shows where they're just finding all these bits and bobs from ancient times and making sense of them. How do they know? I mean, these people devote their lives. They're like, this little inch long piece of whatever tells us that this is from the year. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Yeah, the amount of research that would have to go in to being able to decipher that stuff is amazing to me. What I had in California, because it's Native American Indian land out here, is is a lot of arrowheads, a lot of. I feel like we talked about this. Well, I think I told you I used to go to Native American Indian summer camp. Did you? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was fantastic. I was quite the archaeologist. Wait, what do you mean you went to Native American summer Indian camp? I can't look at you right now because I'm going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) That's rude, but I understand what you mean when you say that. It's because of the motion. I'm I'm looking down at the table, but I'm going to keep talking. Uh, Yeah, we would go to this summer camp where we would learn all about the Native American Indian tribes that used to be on the land, and we would dig, and we would learn all these outdoor tricks to survive, and we would learn how to handle a snake if you came across one, uh, what to do like in a brush fire, all kinds of stuff. Oh, my God, that's so cool. How to make your own canteen out of animal skin. That's so sick. And we have skinned a Lucy, few animals. You're a, you're a nature girl. Yeah. But so why do you never go for walks or go outside when you're clearly a nature girl? Um, that's a really good question. I, I don't, I'm not sure. And it makes me sad because I was, I'm, I'm a full on nature, uh, Wiccan earth child. And I really have kind of turned my back on it. I think that you're just in the wrong place. Yeah, I know. I'm in this I don't cement think you, jungle. Yeah, I don't think you have turned your back on it. I think that you're just not in a place where it's a possibility. I know. And that is really slowly really bad for me. I have to make a change. I have to get out mm. of these cement jungles. So. I mean, there's places to live that are Both. not. Yeah, like even Santa Barbara is not. I'm not in like the countryside by any stretch of the imagination, but it certainly feels better than it did. Yeah. You know, even in London, when I moved from East London over to West London, where it was like parks and trees, it felt a lot more like, 
Oh, okay. Fucking hell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, the place I have picked out in New York that we might move still is uh, right next to the park, and that's why. Just to be able to go straight into the park and disappear into the trees. Do you still want to do that? I want to go to Scotland. (laughs) I do. I want to move to New York, but the thing is, I have a bunch of projects that are going to be happening this next year, and I Mm -hmm. think if they all go, I'm going to be away shooting um, various films and such for pretty much the Mm -hmm. whole year. So I kind of put the move on hold. And those that's fantastic because we are very powerful and we manifest the things we focus on, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying Scotland, 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 England, England, England. And all these film projects are over there. So I think I'll get my so wish. Good. I know, it's really exciting. Manifestation is real as fuck. Oh my God, it's so And real. the more time that goes by, the more I'm just like... Oh my God. And like you said, for better or for worse. Because yeah. the universe doesn't know the difference. It doesn't, it doesn't deal in, in negative or positive. It just deals. So whatever you are expressing, it's going to answer you like a mirror. So you got to be really careful. <laughs> you just have to be really clear. Well, do you know what? That's why I've ended up in this cottage is because I was really thinking about the holiday a lot. Mm -hmm. Great cottage. Shit film. (laughs) As I spray fake tan on my face. Just just got to be as orange as Jude Law in the holiday as I stand in the cottage. So you got your cottage. Yeah. Come in. Um, My mum's here. Oh, mummy. You're fine. Should we do some listener feedback? Yeah, let's do it. This was a really important, lovely week in our listener feedback because everybody's Spotify wrap-ups came in. I know. We got so many. It really touched my heart. I know. I wasn't expecting that, but we were featured on so many people's top podcasts for the year, and when it listed how many minutes... You all have listened to the podcast. I thought, Jesus Christ, we can talk for a long time. Thousands. How many minutes was people it? People were like, their their wrap up was like, I've listened to the Lucy and Annabelle podcast for like three thousand five hundred minutes. <laughs> like, it was in the th- it was in the thousands. It's crazy. Fuck. Well, I'm gonna read. I'm barging in. I'm gonna read some of your birthday messages. Feedback. Thank you for my birthday messages and the lovely post, Annabelle. What did people say? Tell me everything. They said, beautiful shot. You are lovely and so insightful and talented. I enjoy the podcast and have learned a lot from both you and Annabelle. Much love and happy wishes on your birthday. Oh, thank you. Um, And then another lady says, because I said that, I said happy birthday to our beautiful, insightful, funny, table-flipping queen. (laughs) And one of the ladies says, I thought she was the couch-flipping queen. (laughs) Happy birthday, Lucy. And we got another one. Anything that's not nailed down isn't safe with me. (laughs) Hear that, ladies and gentlemen. 
Happy birthday, Lucy. You are such a great gal. Happy birthday on your special day. Mm. Um, may you have the most wonderful birthday. Very cute. Thank you, everyone. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Oh, this is sweet. Happiest, happiest of welcome to the world days to you. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. I've never heard that. When you were talking about your birthday earlier, I was thinking about how you were talking about it, and I thought, you know, I've always... New Year's Eve, for me, is always my birthday. It's Happy New Year to me in my head. That's what I always think to myself. Happy New Year, Annabelle. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the New Year's Eve. Well, thanks for that. I had a really, really great day. Birthdays are amazing. Like, the air just feels different on your birthday. (laughs) Well, I wonder if there's anything to it. I love birthdays. The day you came came here. Yeah, and at the time I was born, I, I always like at the time I was born to wherever I am just... Not full-on meditation, but just at least close my eyes and and focus on deep breathing for a couple minutes because that's an amazing thing. The 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 moment you came into this world and took your your first breath, yeah. And I just I did that yesterday, and it made me really grateful for breath. For breath, mm. our breath we take for granted. We don't. We hold our breath. We hold our breath for so many reasons. We really we, do. We hold our breath. We we sh- we do shallow breathing, because bringing breath into the body brings with it emotion. It it opens things up. And when you're cutting off emotion and trying not to connect with things, you start to shallow breathe. And so it just really made me think about breath and about our lungs and and health in general. And I just felt so. <laughs> damn grateful for being able to breathe and breathing is like what gets you back to the moment if you're freaked out just focus on your breath why are you laughing because it seems so lame and cliche no not at all not at all i think it's really sweet i think it's really really sweet and lovely and absolutely spot on it's just (laughs) funny just made me realize how much I never think about my breathing and, and it's something it to be grateful t- for. <laughs> the big takeaway for you is like, oh yeah, breathing. Can breathe. It's great. Honestly, it is. Great stuff. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> no, it's good. And you're right. Shallow breathing. The amount of times I catch myself breathing and I can feel I'm using like this much of my lung capacity. As soon as you said it, I realized that I was Hey, baby. I realized I was shallow real. breathing and I took a massive breath in as soon as you said I was grateful for breath I was like <sighs> I know alright well my listener feedback is this great message that we got from the mighty Kim and she said this week's episode on generosity really hit home for me particularly being ungracious to others quirks and my tendency to point them out and inevitably cause hurt feelings and alienate people I care about. Checking my judgy, bitchy tendencies and endeavoring to do better. I hope this allows other the generosity uh, other, excuse me. I hope this allows others the generosity of acceptance and unconditional love that they allow me. As always, your podcast is helping me explore more ways to grow. Thank you. 
Wonderful. What a great message. Yeah. Yep. So that's where we're at. So you're in England with heavy, heavy jet lag. And I'm here with heavy, heavy hangover. And we are just living our best lives. (laughs) (laughs) You're just trying not to throw up. I know. Ooh. So I love that message from Kim. I think that that has been on my mind a lot, been on my mind for a couple of months now because of all of the chats that we've been having about, you know, judgment, generosity, unconditional love, all of that shit. Checking my judgy and bitchy tendencies and endeavoring to do better. I mean, yeah, it's going over the same old ground. We've been talking about it a lot. And I and I love that it's speaking to people and that it's, like, making... I just love when we, like, have an effect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's so nice to hear because I've gone to myself, do you know what, I'm super judgy to this type of person for this reason, and I've said it to you here and said it out loud... And that's making me address my shitty behavior and do better. Mm-hmm. And now somebody else, as a result of that conversation, is thinking about it. And the knock-on effect of that yeah. is just a lovely thought. It like, is. if we can just... People are going to benefit from that conversation. Um, and I just think that's really beautiful. And I don't know, it just makes me feel, like, grateful that we have this conversation every week me too it, um, it, it reminds me again how it's not our business to judge how we communicate in this world like you and I have had so many freak outs where after we record we go oh my god what the fuck did we just say this mm-hmm. and that I feel so stupid whatever and then and then you see oh wow I was meant to say that for a reason because look at the effect it had Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, F. Scott Fitzgerald or somebody said about art, it's not your business to judge it. It's just your business to do it, to get it out there mm. and to keep going. Mm. And that comes down to topics we've covered before, which is what do you stand for? What are your, mm. what are your values? Mm. Uh, what matters to you? What do you have to contribute? What's your voice? What's your truth? That's all we can do as we walk through this world and the rest is really out of our hands because then it no longer belongs to us. You send it out and the ripples that that causes, we have no idea where that, how far that goes. And, mm. and, then, and then you hear the feedback and it brings it right back to you. So it's just yeah. this, it's this circle and it's really incredible to be a part of. Whether you have a yeah, podcast or whether you're just talking with one person Chatting in your with week. Peop- yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. about having a public my... platform. It's about no, just... it really is. Um, Do you need something? Talking. Or you just want to sit here? My mom's our live audience today. She just wants to be a <gasps> part of it. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think that it... You know, completely. I think that I love... From a selfish point of view, I love the accountability. And then what I think I've been thinking so much as we're drawing to a close this year and, you know, the new year is coming and all of that. And I look back 
on all the chats we've had and all of the listener feedback and all of it, I think my massively, like my massive takeaway from this is exactly what you're saying is that we have these chats and it's like airing it out and it's not about having a platform and it's not about having a podcast or lots of followers. It's literally about two people having a conversation Mm -hmm. and then those two people going off reflecting, making changes, making adjustments Mm -hmm. or taking action, whatever it is, and the knock-on effect of that. And it's just really taught me that like one person really can change things, even if it's something small. So I don't know what Kim's life is like. I don't know who she's talking about. I don't know who her friends are. I don't know her family dynamics. But if us having a chat has affected that positively in any way, then those people are affected positively. And what if they then go, do you know what? I've seen a change and I've seen a shift and our dynamics better. Oh, I'm going to have a think about that. Or maybe she talks to people about it. Or I don't know. It's just it's just taught me like one person or two people, you and me, mm-hmm. make a difference. And one person's experience does matter. It's never just one person's experience. No. Your experience it's is everyone's. everyone you meet's experience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when one person in the house gets COVID, everyone in the house gets COVID. <laughs> like, it's never just like your experience. No. And I think... Maybe that's also on my mind as well because coming here and kidnapping Alec and bringing him with me on this like crazy adventure yeah. and trip and I don't know when we're going back or how long it's going to be or what we're going to do or if he's even going to like it or still want to be around me or any of that stuff. Um, I've had some moments where we've been talking where he's been like, you know, I'm feeling... You know, we'll talk like, how are you feeling? We've been checking in a lot. He's like, you know, I'm nervous. I've never really gone live somewhere else for three months. And I thought, fucking hell. It didn't even occur to me that he would be experiencing it that in, in that way. I'm thinking, oh, we're going on a trip for three months. Yeah. He's thinking, <laughs> I'm going to a new country to be there for three months. And in his mind, in his experience, he's living in that place for three months. And I thought, fucking hell. And that totally changed my whole view of everything that we were doing. Completely. Because all of a sudden I understood where he was coming from Mm -hmm. in a way that I hadn't before. I thought he just thought we were going on holiday Mm. for a bit of fun. And maybe he'll stay for a while. Maybe he won't. You know, whatever. And it just, more messages keep coming to me and more moments and more experiences where I'm like, wow. One person's voice, one person's experience can affect so many people's. Yeah, the, the um, illusion of separation, that we're somehow separate, is total bollocks. We are all the same, going through the same stuff, and one person can affect everyone else. Mm. Yeah, um, and I, I think as well... Coming from the girl who I says would... she's never voting again. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I can, I understand I'm why you feel mad. that way. I'm just mad. I'm just I know, annoyed I get and I frustrated with everyone, and I feel so powerless in politics and in the world at large. It's just so uh, 
disheartening after a while with where we're at right now and what's going on, but I'm sure, you know. Okay. While we're having this conversation, fucking hell, okay, I'm going to go get something. Be right back. Okay. Wait there. Okay. So, I think this is in keeping with um, the conversation we're having. So, this magazine is called The Hambledonian, and it's the monthly village magazine. Okay. So, I've lived here my whole life, and we get one of these, and I've never once looked at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I sat down, and I read the whole thing. Really? And it is... So fucking cute. It's kind of just what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, I thought about you because there's a whole page here about um, fungi, corvids, <laughs> and, ca- and startling caterpillars. That's what autumn's made of. There's an art- I'll send that to you. You should have texted it to me. It could have been my news for today. There's, like, all of these different things in here. So there's, like, a monthly supper club and... Sorry, monthly lunch club. Our lunch on October 6th was a tasty lamb and vegetable casserole with pea puree and crusty bread, followed by apple and blackberry crumble and custard. Wine and fruit juices were enjoyed with the meal donated by Tony to celebrate his birthday. Tea and coffee were served later. A cold and sunny November 3rd and on the menu, lasagna with garlic bread and salad. And they go on to describe the, the lunches that they've had. I think it's every two months this comes out. Yeah. The next date for your diary is Wednesday, December the 1st. This one's a Christmas lunch, so it's rather special. We look forward to seeing you all there. Please remember that if you are unable to go to lunch club, please let Myron know. And it's just like, this is how they communicate en masse, so that they don't, like the people in the village. A message from Eric. Eric would like to say a very heartfelt thank you to, to all the people in the village who have helped him during his recent difficulties. A special thank you goes to Fraser and Sarah and John and Liz, who've all stepped up to help with visits and sustenance. And a special thank you goes to Jess and the staff from the Vine Pub, who have provided welcome company at this hard time. Stay safe and healthy from Eric. And then a family called the Hubbards have written a letter that says, Dear Hambledon friends, and they go on to talk about losing their sister and their father. Mm. And... I thought this was really lovely. Just as then, referring to losing the father, people from this special village came together to share their love and grief. On behalf of my whole family, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who's played a part in supporting us with the most heartfelt and genuine gratitude that we live in a place with friends and neighbours who are so kind and thankful. Um, Wow. This is a possible way to live. Yeah. Yeah, wow. You know, this is a real village where there's a man here introducing Duke and Ruby. He's just written to the village to introduce everyone to his his new dogs. dogs To say that Ruby um, seems aggressive, but she's not. She's just shy. Mm -hmm. So when you see him on his walk, don't be alarmed at Ruby. She's not being mean. She's just shy. This magazine's amazing. That page of them reaching out to each other just reminded me of, like this a little bit of our show and our Instagram and the way that we chat and the way we go back and forth I don't know it's just kind of it's all swirling in my head a little bit about how 
a small group of people or one person can make a big impact. Yeah, and it's a community. Kind of on my mind. It's a community, isn't it? Humanity is made up of endless, tiny communities, and that, as you bring it down and down and down and down, comes to you and me. Mm. You and me having this conversation sparks a community, sparks an entire world, an entire universe. Mm. Just between you and mm. me right here in this intimate moment. Mm. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. I think that. it is. Yeah, that, that yeah. magazine is like our podcast and like any, any community that any of our listeners are a part of. Humans want to communicate and to be connected intimately. We do. Look at that sweet magazine, mm. those people. Like that's their life, this is their world, this is their village, this is their community. Um, when we got here, the first night we were here, they were doing... So the church is literally behind us. Mm. And they were doing church bell ringing practice <laughs> from seven till nine. So all night we were hearing all the different... So there was like a funeral bell, we had wedding bells, and all of the people that ring the bells for the church were all practicing. Wow. Um, and you're allowed to go and try the bells. So I think I'm going to go. You should go. Yeah, they practice every Thursday, and they're like, please come and join us if you want to ring the bells. And it's just stuff like that, like coffee morning at Margaret's. And, you know, it's just like... It's about connection, yeah. It's beautiful, and it's important. And I felt like I, since I've been in America, it's kind of missing from my life, yeah. but the show has given me that feeling mm -hmm. a little bit um and yeah it's just i don't know it's just all swirling in my head right now i don't really know where i'm going with that thought other than just that i appreciate our community like massively me too massively massively um and i would love for us to maybe i don't know how we can Further, like connect, um, like connect deeper connect into it. Connect or like solidify or like maybe connect our listeners or like, you know, I just it's on my mind. It's Me sort too. of like ruminating. I don't know exactly how, but Me is there too. like a group yeah, it's chat like, we can start or? I've been thinking the same thing. It's and you and I always have things on our mind at the same time for a reason. Mm. So let's just put it out there and we'll see what comes of it. But what I've been thinking is it's not that I want to, like, expand or grow the community. I know that'll happen on its own, and that's really not important to me, like, the num mm. the numbers of it. Yeah, but yeah, But yeah, going yeah. deeper into it, like you're saying, like, what do we... Mm -hmm. Now that we have all built, and all of us have built this together... Uh, yeah. What do we do with it now? How do we nurture it and deepen it? So mm -hmm. maybe people have some ideas. And we'll think about I was it thinking, more. I was thinking about you and like what you are passionate about. And I was thinking like maybe Lucy would want to do like a book club or. I would love to do a book club. Let's do it. Why not do a book club? Yeah. You, you read constantly anyway. Yeah. Why not do a book club? Yeah. Yeah, that's one good idea. Um so many things we could do and I think that um, we will be sharing 
voicemails that we've been getting because we started our telephone hotline. And mm-hmm. that's a really, I love that way. And thanks for taking the initiative and doing that, Annabelle, because that's a, a deeper way that we can connect with people. It's yeah. really great to hear their voices, to yeah, to yeah. get out of our phones, because at this point we all exist on our phones for each other. Mm. <laughs> and we're real people walking around in the world. We could be yeah. next to each other in the grocery store and we'd have no idea. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That you... And that's what I want. That's the bridge that I want to kind of make. Yeah. It would be it's so like, great to have live events, wouldn't it? I mean. Yeah, it would be really fun. Maybe when the, when the world opens up again, we can do some kind of mm. a tour to meet everyone in person and have events, you know, in various cities. That would be really fun. I would love that. Yeah. Um, another thing I've been thinking about loads is, the chat that we had last week and your kind of forgiveness revelation, which I think was like massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was one of those episodes where I just kind of like sit there and listen a lot. Like, I feel like I was just really listening to your experience. And I was like, I wasn't really necessarily thinking too much about like a specific experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when I do that, I can tell that I'm, like, avoiding something. Mm. Um, or, like, it's, I, like, eh, don't want to go there. So I know I'm what gonna. you mean, yeah. I do this, I do this, <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about it a lot, and I think that I need to, for me, I think there's a, a lot of forgiveness that I need to address when it comes to Ryan and Max. Yeah. And that's something that I have been like unavailable for because I was unavailable to even be like, you fucking idiots, you know? So now I'm at that phase where I'm kind of like, I want to forgive them and you know, you're married to somebody, you think you can have your life to work things out, and then somebody takes themselves out the race. And now I'm left with the unresolved shit. Yeah. So any loops that weren't closed in our relationship, any issues we were working on, any thing like that was left open-ended. And it doesn't end because he died. And I guess I just hadn't thought about that too much until you were saying what you were saying about forgiveness and thinking like well why am I not why can't I go there in this conversation um and it's because it's another path for me to take of like the I think grieving is is forgiving them not just for dying but like for shitty things that they did while they were alive. (laughs) And one of the things that the trauma lady said to me was like, you know that you're at this new phase of your grief when you can miss them, but also you can say the things that you don't miss about them. Mm. And, and that was really, I was like, bitch, like thinking to myself, like, as if. Yeah, that's a big one. Massive. Completely massive. And I, I'm not there. Um, I can't imagine exactly being there, but I'm sure 
like, you know what? I'm there with my dad. Mm, okay. There's things I don't miss, you know? Yeah. So I know that it can happen. This just feels a little different with these guys, but yeah, it just like really made me think about how I don't necessarily always tuck into the conversation when it's something I'm avoiding, number one. And number two, <laughs> the fact that I now have, and many of us now have, anyone that knew, you know, Ryan and Max, you know, there's unresolved shit. Everyone has that. Yes. And now it's up to us, the living, to not just forgive them for being fucking idiots, but forgive any unresolved shit from when they were alive that felt bad. To heal it. Yeah, it's up to you yeah. to heal and it now. You said the most powerful thing, which is like forgiveness is by you for you mm -hmm. it's like a private thing almost and it doesn't even take another person no and that that's changes what's been everything oh my god completely <laughs> and with the living i'm very capable of that but now that somebody's dead i'm like wait huh <laughs> yeah so i've been thinking about that a lot and i'm just really glad that you said what you said because I've actually had a conversation with a few other people who were in having similar experiences and just being able to talk about it is like a shift in the energy, a shift in the grief, a step forward. Um, well, that's another important thing about us doing this week after week is that I'm the same. There are times when you're saying something and I go totally quiet and I'm like, I have nothing to add to this because I just can't think of anything, but it's because I'm avoiding. And then as yeah. the week goes on, that gives me time to ruminate on it. And then we have the opportunity with the next episode to touch on it again when we're ready. And that's mm -hmm. a really wonderful thing about returning week after week. It's like being on tour. Touring is so great because you know, okay, tonight that part in the show didn't work. <laughs> so tomorrow night yeah. I'm going to focus on it in a different way and see if I can make that mm. work. And you have that opportunity over and over every night to get better and tighter. And then by the last night of tour, you go, okay, now I'm ready. Like now I've arrived at like... Mm. <laughs> It's, it's actually getting good now. Things take mm. time. We've been talking now for a year, every week. And yeah. we're just getting, we're, we're finding new things every week where we're like, ooh, mm. this works better. Yeah, let's do this from now on. And, and just coming to terms within ourselves. Yeah. Ryan used to say that you got to do something a hundred times. Yeah. Until you start to go like, oh, okay, this is what, this is how it should feel. This is how it should feel. Exactly. So we've got like 50 more episodes before yeah. we've done it a hundred times. <laughs> exactly. And because of that, I really depend on getting to talk to you every week. I really look forward mm -hmm. to it. Um, it. It propels me forward. It, it push, mm -hmm. it, it, it's accountability. It's accountability. Mm. And yeah. it's just a really great thing in my life Annabelle and um, I hear you saying the same thing it, it's 
very, it's a massive, massive, um, like, gift, tool, everything. It's like, a, it's like you know those little like, Swiss Army knives that have, like, a bunch of shit on them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those. Um, but, Oh, we you know, should have Swiss Army knives as merch. Oh, my God, we should, so you can, like, stab a bitch. Because <laughs> our show is, like, having a lot of good tools. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I'm like, yeah, so you can shank a bitch. And you're like, because it's, like, tools. <laughs> um, but I think another thing that I'm realizing with the chat is, like, how many people don't talk to anyone. I know. They don't talk to anyone and when they're sad and they're in pain and when shit's on them they don't talk about it they don't know how to talk about it no one's taught them how to talk and i think that's kind of what we we get messages every week from you guys and from listeners and about how like it's like a friendship it's like being a part you know it's, it's like all a of family those member we, we feel the same way. Like, we feel like we're hanging out with our best friends when we're... Well, because we are best friends, but also because we're hanging out with you guys. Yeah, we and can feel your energy. We can feel it. A hundred percent. It's in the room with us. A hundred percent. We feel that too. And then I just started thinking, like, are people, like, not talking to people? Like, are people stuffing that... I can think of so many people I know in my life who, when there's something wrong with them, I'll be like, you're right. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like... You're not like, let's talk about it. No, it's fine. I don't, it's like, I know if we could connect people, maybe we could. I did that for so many years. I did that. I isolated and I just wouldn't see a therapist. I wouldn't speak to my family about it. Nothing. And, uh, I, I think so many people are doing that living lives of quiet desperation as the beautiful Mm. famous quote says. Let's eradicate that as much as possible. And you have to be mm. will. I mean, the person has to be willing. You can connect people all you want, but if they're not willing to go there, then that's up to them ultimately. But we can at least nudge. <laughs> Maybe we can start like a group chat or something. Like on, I wonder if on that phone number thing that I got, if there's like the capability for a group chat or on Instagram, I think you can start a group chat. Like maybe... I don't know if any of you guys would be interested in connecting with other listeners. Write in and let us know because we'll start like maybe I'll just start it anyway. And if any of you want to be included, say I and I'll add you to the group chat. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, let's just do it. Let's just do it. My man, Jay Shetty, has that kind of set up for his followers. (laughs) Does he actually? Oh, yeah, yeah. He has like a private um he has a a private study that you can sign up for it where you where you're you're paired up with other listeners to do the spiritual work together and like there's very very tough ground rules about it like about respect and non-discrimination and like if you mess with this community in any way with a bad attitude or mm-hmm. anything fucked up like you're out it's they've really put in strict guidelines which are important um but for the people that are there seriously to connect and dig in and 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 you know grow with their community it's a really great thing so we can definitely look into all kinds of stuff like that yeah let's do it 
and that's not if you're gonna be a troll on there, you're gonna get kicked out in one second. Point. Yeah, this is not a place for any weirdness. <laughs> well, no, it's a place for weirdness. It's just it's not a place for for country. Right. Um, so Lucy, I can tell you're struggling, and you're I'm gonna struggling. So I just want to ask you, since it's the beginning of December, you've just had your birthday. Um, I would like to know what your favorite Christmas song is. Really? Mm-hmm. You hate boring questions like this. No, it's about Christmas. I love, I love Christmas. Them. And I didn't, I didn't get to have Christmas last year because I was literally like oh, tripping yeah. on mushrooms or something. Good grief was just like, whatever. My favorite Christmas carol, you know, Annabelle, you're always in my head. I was just thinking yesterday that it's hard to decide, isn't it? Damn mm. hard decision. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Hang on, give me a second here. Winter Wonderland is really beautiful. Oh, okay. Which which version? No, wait. I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Oh, such a good one. I think is my favorite. Bing Crosby. Such a good one. What's yours? Hmm. Um, mine is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Oh, that's such a beautiful one. And Judy Garland singing it is mm. my favorite. My absolute uh. favorite. What's your favorite Christmas food? Is eggnog a food? <laughs> Yeah, that can count as a food. Do you know what? Next week, because we, cause it's December and there's, I'm not going to be doing... You guys thought I was boring before. Get ready. Yeah, now that she's in quarantine. <laughs> yes, yesterday, I literally was picking holly and ivy from the oh. hedgerows and I decorated my cottage with it. Um, the holly and the ivy is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I, I did a great cover of that, uh, which I will share on our Instagram. Have you ever done a Christmas cover? Yeah, you cover? should. Well, actually, when you said Winter Wonderland, I got excited because oh, last sorry. year we put out a Christmas um, album for my dad and we took some of his demos and old recordings and re-kind of vamped them and I did uh, a duet with him. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah, it was really beautiful. It was really nice to be able to do that. Um, so I sang with him, so I'll share that as well. Good, yeah. We'll share our Christmas um, songs. And you're we'll saying since Christmas it's songs. Christmas, we're going to what? Well, there's a family quiz in the Hambledonian. So yes. next week, I think I might ask you, when you're not getting dizzy from just merely looking at me on the Zoom screen, um, I'm going to ask you some of the questions. I've already got to number 10, but I'm going to ask you... Uh, I don't know. Fucking hell. I can't wait to do this quiz. We have to do it back and forth. This is totally... Number four. Which country did eggnog originate? I'm going to go with... uh, Somewhere in Scandinavia. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you're just not going to believe it. Wow. Are you going to tell me now or is it a cliffhanger? It's Britain. No way. I know. I would never have thought that in a million years. 
It's disgusting, so I thought you lot came up with it. I don't know any English person that likes eggnog, so that doesn't make sense. Well, that's why we gave it to you lot. <laughs> so here you go, have this. This one's shit, you can have this one. <laughs> I have three cartons in the fridge right now. My favorite Christmas food is all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever I can stuff into my mouth. Well, I look forward to the Christmas quiz. Okay, yeah, let's do the quiz next week. Okay. And we'll prepare better because I won't have been madly packing all week and getting on a plane and yeah. booking cottage because my whole family's got COVID and rationing my food and all that kind of thing. And you'll be not wanting to vomit from looking at me, so we'll be <laughs> on top form. I won't have eye makeup all over my face. Wow. Well, you know what? We are troopers, and we do whatever it takes to get our show to the listeners. So, listeners, Merry Early Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, oh. Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate. We're it's so exciting that it's the season. It's so exciting. And and like you said, Annabelle, this year I am grateful that you and I actually get to share a Christmas season together because we did not mm. last year. No. So let's do it up and make the next weeks until until the new year just beautiful and cozy for our listeners. Christmas they can Eve. tune in every week with their eggnog or their whatever they're drinking. Whatever. And just have a jolly old time. Love it. Obsessed. Yeah. Um, glad you're on board with a Christmas-themed Lucy and Annabelle show for the rest of the month. Oh, my God, yeah. Till like okay. February, let's do it. <laughs> My mom like takes her tree down basically at Easter. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I'm like, Mom, this is bad luck. Take this fucking thing down. <laughs> She's like, No, it's so pretty, I can't bear it. <laughs> Bitch. You're gonna curse this family by keeping that tree up every fucking year. Yeah, they all have COVID. There you go. Right, I'm gonna go light a fire. Have some red wine because I wasn't able to drink my red wine last night because I had two sips and I got drunk because I was so delirious and dehydrated and hadn't eaten anything. Be or careful. Um, what's your plan for the day? Uh, uh, I gotta go teach some music lessons, believe it or not. Oh my god, babe, how are you gonna do that? I don't know, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go figure my life out. Just go do a tactical vom. Stick your fingers down your throat. Get it all out. An oh old tact TV. It's all good. Okay. Well, I'll speak to you next week. Okay. And we'll be organized next week, everyone. And we won't brainstorm in front of you for, for the show next week. We haven't been organized a moment since they've known us. No, I know. But we did spend most of the session brainstorming. We did. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, babe. Love you. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. Love Bye. you. Have yourself a merry little Christmas.